one. And we are recording with Jim Kunstler and Tom Luongo on Friday, January 6, 2023, at 2.23 p.m. Eastern Time for Insurrection Cast. Dave's not here. Uh, if people haven't heard, Dave was shot dead on the steps of the Capitol trying to uh, <laughs> reignite the best day of his life. And uh, we mourn his loss uh, terribly. But Jim, why are you laughing? Poor fellow. Yes. Poor he, fellow. He, you know, he he ran up the steps like Rocky, but he was carrying an American flag and he was shot dead by the Capitol <laughs> Police. And I'll miss Dave, but I think what he did was wrong. <laughs> at least he didn't impale himself on the flag that that we don't know yet they, they shut down all oh. the security cameras and sealed it away for another what do you think about shot that? and he impaled himself he shot he shot impaled himself and impaled himself like that guy who worked for the clinton foundation who uh committed suicide uh by hanging himself and with a shotgun blast to his chest oh yeah so which did he do first what? Wasn't there also, weren't there also two nail gun taps to the back of the head? <laughs> I know, I didn't hear that. Well, one, of, one, one, of the, <laughs> one of the Clinton deaths was, uh, right, shot twice in the back of the head, zipped up in a duffel bag. It was <laughs> su- a suicide, you mean? Yeah, it was a suicide with, with a double tap with a nail gun to the back of that. With a nail gun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christ Almighty. Which, I mean, now I've run a nail gun before, and, you know, double tapping with a nail gun is not that hard, but, you know, it's a lot harder than, a, you know. Would that kill you? Know, you? Those circ- when you're doing it to yourself, like, you know. That ki- in, that- in, in the medulla ob- oblongata, I think it would probably get her done. I think if you got it, like, get right at the base of Yeah, this, the brainstem. That would get you. But yeah. I don't think anywhere else would. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer... Jeffrey Dahmer would like when his victims were incapacitated or unconscious, he would drill into their heads. Oh, and please. Then... Do we have to go there? Oh, yeah. Are we uh, doing this today? Like, this is insurrection day. Uh, this is, and then and mom. then he would pour in hydrochloric. <laughs> he won't stop. He, and then he would pour in hydrochloric acid. Lovely. Thank you. I, I and then wait for them to wake up. But, you know, they didn't really wake up. They were dead. Is that my called the science? Goes, you know, I, I send my daughter to school every day. Thanks. I need to know that this, that this exists in the world. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. this is what, what do you want me to not bring it up? Pretend that everything's peachy. <laughs> Dave's dead on the I have been the Capitol. of being a Pollyanna. So, you know, it's a it's you know. Dave is bleeding out on the steps of the Capitol right now. And you are upset that I'm bringing harsh news to this world. <laughs> Dave is face down. There's a ruby <laughs> red river dripping down the steps. Aren't they going to finish him off? He's dead. What are you talking about? He's done. Oh, I thought you said oh, no, he they'll, was they'll, bleeding they out. They will clean up now. Now, if you want to bring hydrochloric acid into it, that's how they got out the blood stains. Can you imagine <laughs> D- Dave face down in his collared shirt, just the heat leaving his body? Like the thermal cameras are watching with, him with the Boston Terriers jumping up, jumping up and down on <laughs> rambunctiously on his corpse. But he's he's all. I don't want to think about that. Well, I don't I want him there. I don't want him. I love Dave. I, I love Dave too. But what's done is done. He's a, it's over. <laughs> all right, Jim's Jim's very uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> you missed what happened last last time after you left. You know, no, he, no, he, no, he, I didn't miss it. Out. My my girlfriend pointed it out to me and said, <laughs> oh, "You should listen to this. It's, it's funny." And it was funny. I I, it, I didn't mind. I did't think there was anything wrong with it. The it's difference, all right? It was you know the difference between that, says, and that now, was the center of attention, were, of course. So you were the difference between that one there and this go. one is, is that made up for all of the bad, all the ill feeling and malice. Yeah, the difference between that one and this one is you're alive to hear it, and Dave's gone. 
I'm not alive to hear it. I'm we'll just... have to project it out through the ether into the afterlife. Wherever Dave is. Yeah. What, do you Dave is. what do you think about that, though? That they want to seal the, or not they want to, I think they successfully voted for it, to seal all like video camera footage for 50 years. And well, it occurs to me that they could, you know, it can be unsealed by a legislative vote just as easily as it can be sealed. Yeah. Right. But I mean, right. does does that not give anyone? So thought? it's just a another lame gesture. Yeah, that's true. Uh, at the end of a very lame exercise in in despotic fuckery. Yeah, but I mean, there you go. That gives like no that. Despo that, despotic fuckery. That's a despotic, great term. Jim. Despotic fuckery. But no, does, that give, does that well, give? Does that give no mean, one? One writer to another. Yeah, you know, you have to give it up when there's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does that? It it gives no one pause, that the, all that's sealed. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, apparently, there hasn't been an uproar about it. Did what? What'd you say, Jim? There has not been an uproar about it, as far as I can see. Everybody just sort of yawned. Yeah. Well, but, because you know, it's they rigor at this point that they're going to, to do this, and the, the media is not going to say anything because they're in the tank for these people. And, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be what it is. And then we're going to unseal all the records one day when when this is all over and done with because look what's happening on the on the on capitol hill right now is nothing less than a revolution yeah okay it's not going to win they're not they're not going to succeed okay but this is really big i, I you know they're, they're going to fail like the, the, the swamp will collect will, will call us to protect itself and that will be what happens but that's going to feed into a very weak speakership from mccarthy and he's not going to be in charge for very long anyway and this is just going to be now a succession a quick succession of 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 badly uh compromised speakers for the rest of the term and they're not going to get anything done which is a good thing and so it's i think this is a big this is a big moment i i've been watching i've been waiting for this to see what would happen from the moment the the midterm election results came through well last time i checked which was about uh 11 30 this morning uh they failed to elect mccarthy in another vote did he mm -hmm. something happened since then well, anything changed when the last anything? vote came through, 14 people came across and there were only, I think, seven or 10 holdouts or whatever. So okay. um, so they cut some kind of deal or they arm twisted a bunch of people or they captured or they kidnapped a bunch of children, you know, how they how they do. So, you know, mm -hmm. I, I guess the, I guess they finally mobilized the FBI to go, you know, capture some kids or whatever. I, I, I'm not supposed to say this. We'll shoot this guys. dog if you don't change your vote. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and they're talking about Dave. She call him I mean, running up know. the front steps. We'll, we'll shoot this guy. But well, yeah. you know, I I'd be satisfied as long as uh, some of the right people end up in the right committee chairs, right. and uh, you know, we we get some answers to some questions. I, personally, I don't expect a whole lot more than that, but I think that that would probably be a good start. Uh, it is a good. I, I agree, Jim. It is a good start, but I I think the hour is light, and Sauron's forces are already moving, and you know. Gandalf's on, you know, trapped on on the Tower of Orthanc, and I think it's, you know, I think we need a little bit more than that if we're actually going to try and save this, or is this mm -hmm. just going to be the moment in where it's confirmed for us, one way or the other, that we're headed for the kind of, I hate to say it, the kind of dissolution or breakup or whatever you want to call it, that's, you know, now, you know, as as clear on everybody, as clear as everybody thinks it can, it it, it is, and you know. There are times when you, you look at stuff like this and you go, we still have a chance to not go there. Are we going to go there? Well, mm -hmm. if McCarthy is elected Speaker of the House under these circumstances, we're clearly going to go there. 
because um, you know the people who are holding out represent the people who in this country who are getting fucked. And there's a lot of people who would join these guys if they thought for a moment that they could win or that the retribution for for voting with the losing side would you know wouldn't be biblical but they know what's going on you got to think there's at least 100 members of the house that would vote along with these people if not more if they weren't you know rightly abjectly scared of the consequences of going against the uh the power structure these guys don't care because mm-hmm. the power structure already tried to get rid of them they yeah. already tried to get rid of matt case they already tried to get rid of lauren bobert i mean the gop worked to, worked against bobert and she's still barely crossed the finish line so you know they these people mm-hmm. have nothing to lose so you know why not well Roll when you price. say dissolution uh, do you mean the the trend that's now underway among red states to just defy federal law and and, and federal uh uh regulations or, or and just to make their own regulations and just divorce I, themselves from the yes i think we're i think we're headed i think we're headed for a split however you want to put it partitioning civil war whatever it's going to be and mm-hmm. that's what that's clearly what our davos paymasters want um they want it to happen on their terms and on their time frame as opposed to on our terms and on our time frame and so we're what do you suppose their terms would be excuse me about the dogs in the background there are people walking in the park and i can't stop them and what do you suppose their terms would be tom what's that the davos the davos people what would their terms be they want it to happen on their timeline so that there's a the most damage done to the um to the financial structure of the world remember they want to crash the world economy in order to and allow europe to build back first right and that's the and they so they want this breakup of the u.s and this paralyzation of the u.s and they want these people they want their pets in congress to spend as much money as possible to neutralize the fed tightening dollar markets in order for them to survive they want to make the case to the world that europe is more stable than the united states so to freeze capital there as opposed to it you know leaving as opposed to it all fleeing here that's what this is all about that's why mccarthy hasn't stepped aside they don't have a plan b for mccarthy within the party at this point because they know if mccarthy steps down there is no it only gives more power to the holdouts and now we'll go from 20 or 25 holdouts to 50 or 60 or 70 i'll bet you something else the the more i think about it now in the matt gates is not fucking around here when he nominated trump okay Mm -hmm. like and I remember, you know, I, I called this a year and a half ago that that over a year ago that Trump, almost two years ago, that Trump should run for Speaker of the House. That he should get himself back into Congress and then run for Speaker of the House. That's what he should. Have done. Yeah, and then if they and if, if if they happen to impeach Joe Biden and get rid of Kamala Harris, then he becomes president. And he again. becomes president again, right? But and I and, I, and this was my this I was like half fucking around when I said this back in you know right after Biden you know took the Oval Office. But I'm like, no, this is exactly the right path for him strategically is what he should do. Be a thorn in everybody's side, be in Congress, you know, saying his stupid shit, being Donald Trump. And then but learning the rules and the procedures of the House so that, you know, him and his staff know how to run the House. And then he runs for speaker and then he like fucks everybody over and it would be and it would be hilarious. But he's not strategically savvy, Trump. That that said, I think that there's. There's a little smoke there because Robert Barnes was talking about this a couple of weeks ago that Trump was now open to the idea of becoming speaker. 
And so, and now Rich Barris is talking about it and some of the other guys and all these strategists. I'm like, Roy, you're about two years late to the party, dude. You know, they should have been getting Trump involved in this, in this process earlier. But I don't, I don't think for the, that's not for nothing that Gates went ahead and tried the Trump tactic here, because if mm-hmm. he holds out, it's likely that there's at least that hundred members of the house who would vote for Trump if they thought they could make it work. But, you mm-hmm. know, the, but clearly the establishment still has, you know, a lot of power left. Now, I don't know if it's going to, if, it, if that's not going to, you know, fail, if that's not going to eventually falter, but if they've got these 14 people, you know, today and they're able to hold them, then they're, then the momentum of this phase of the revolution will, will flame out. McCarthy will become speaker, but he'll be terminally um, compromised. And, uh, mm-hmm. And then the next the, the next two years will be, you know, an even bigger shit show, which is good. It should be this way. Shouldn't be this ossified. And I, I must say a couple in, of things. They're all in basically the, the, each other's <clears throat> cult. Sorry, go ahead, Jim. Um, we got to remind the, the listeners that you don't have to be a member of Congress to be elected Speaker of the House. No, it can anybody be any, here can be. Anybody. Any, any of us can be Speaker. Did you have you volunteered? Um, I'm not. Not as such, but you know, I've me- I've mentioned it enough times. Are you to say, look, available? I'd like to. I'd be speaker if somebody wanted to make me speaker. It'd be great. If Matt uh-huh. Gates wanted to call me up and you know say, would you take the job? I'm like, heck yeah, dude! I know the basics of Robert's Rules Water. I know it better than Trump does. I've actually run meetings. Hmm. <laughs> I'd do it. You know, the other thing I don't quite get is uh, how anybody expects Europe to quote build back better after they've uh, gone medieval and gotten rid of their industry and. Uh, uh, have a pros the prospect of not having a even a reliable electric grid. Well, I, you know, how, how does that help anybody build it build it back? It doesn't. But the thing is, what they're planning for everybody else is worse, right? Because mm-hmm. they're doing the same thing here, and Biden and company are doing the same thing here. They're making energy security a thing of the past. They're making food security a thing of the past. They're trying to get us involved mm-hmm. in in a multi front war with the Russians and the Chinese, and the and the Europeans aren't going to fight, but we're going to do. But they're going to go the the stupid neocons on Capitol Hill and at Whitehall to 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 finally try and you know you know get their get their rocks off. Like that's what they're doing. That's what's going on. It's like, oh no, no, don't I had really a... don't fight over Russia. Well, but fight over Russia, but we don't really want you to. But yeah, we really do. Like, so freaking obvious. I had a thought me, about the, the WEF. Just commie, useful idiots. Like, like, I had a thought about the WEF the other day when hmm. uh, uh, some uh, news item came over the uh, internet that said. Uh, the uh, WEF would be holding its annual meeting at Davos uh, between January 27th, 23rd and 27th or something like that. And I thought, wow, they're all going to be in one place at the same time. I know. Putin. <laughs> well, Dude. You know, can somebody send me a sunburn missile, please? Yeah, I was Le- like, <clears throat> you know, Le- I, I Le- think Iskander's Le- well. from the Black Sea to, to, to Switzerland. And Le- since, Swiss, since Switzerland is no longer neutral territory, legally, I think I have to uh, I have to insert that this is an entertainment program. <laughs> I'm, yeah, pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I have to. I don't know. Um, but Putin, you know, you know it's uh, Vlad, just put it out there. Sorry. <laughs> what happened to Tommy's yeah. show? Well, <laughs> would have been a nice coffee uh, shop. It would have been a fucking. It would have been a great. This would just be the beginning of the documentary, 
about how did how did the <laughs> how did the war to end all wars begin? Well, <laughs> well, Dave Collins, just a, yeah, an I, idle I, remark. Charged up, the, charged up the capital steps and was killed, and then you know, Putin a man named a man named Dave Collins was shot thirty-one times on the steps <laughs> of the Capitol Hill. But so <clears throat> the people that have already been kind of fucked by the system, right? Who aren't going to vote for McCarthy? Are you are you saying that his? Because I know that his vote count has been decreasing. Are you saying that it's been? In, I haven't looked at it today. It's increased. The last thing I saw was that the last vote. He was able to get 14 people to turn. So, you know, so, they made a deal of some kind of deal. I, I, you know, that was the last thing I saw on, on Zero Hedge or Twitter or whatever. And might have been both, you know. It, how that it is kind of fascinating because, like, you can't do mail-in ballots because it's such a small number of people. It is kind of fascinating <laughs> yeah. to see, like, what are their other tools? What do you think right. that is? I mean, do you think that's some Epstein Island shit? Do you think it's um like do you think it's more of a carrot or stick? This is all speculation, but do you think it's uh promises of the uniparty and you're gonna head up this committee? Or do you think it's more of like here's a you know, here's a video of you on Epstein's Island with a Girl Scout? Oh, I think it's fear that that uh the longer this thing goes on, the uh, the more it'll hurt the party itself, which I think is a slightly fallacious idea. Nobody I don't think it's hurting the party at all. I think it's kind of invigorating it. And in, in any case, the party needs to get off its ass in some way. You know, if it's going to be some kind of an effective opposition, uh, you know, I, I never in my life imagined that I was going to be a Republican. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a registered Republican, but right. they are, after all, the opposition to the woke Jacobin tyrannical idiot leftists who are uh, you know now running the regime and running it for whom i'm not altogether sure but i sure do oppose them so i right. want to join an opposition and i want an effective opposition that's out there you know behind me and there yeah. that's the republican party ain't it right now so somebody's got to shake them up and they're doing it 13th 13th vote just came by at two o'clock um they flipped one more, so now there's been 15 holdouts flipped. There are only six against him, so uh, he's some supposedly he's gaining momentum. But you know who knows if he can't flip those last six, eventually you know, like everything else, like, like mm -hmm. you know, maybe I'm just a, a they're not mutually exclusive. Maybe I'm just a, a naive retard. But like, what are the people who are who are flipping? Like, what what do they think is going to happen? Like, do they think that all the problems just stop if they give in? Well, who flipped? It's a really question of, you know, which which individuals flipped. And if you know who they are, then, you know, you might have a better idea of why they did it. What likely happened is that Chip Roy flipped. And since he was one of the main leaders of the opposition, he brought a whole bunch of other people with him. I, all the other and people, he was pretty I'm adamant. The list that, I'm looking at the list and I don't notice. Mo I don't I don't recognize most of them. So I wonder uh, if the plan was that they were always going to flip. They're holding out to try to weed out who are the revolutionaries. They are. Nah, I doubt it. I already know. I think they're just kind of peeling away. You know, it's it's a, a typical kind of situation where, you know, uh, there's some people are braver than other people. Some people have less to lose than other people. And, you know, they're just kind of chipping away at that uh, gang. Yeah. Well, you know, and, you know, the, there are an gonna, awful lot of people. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jim. Well, there, you know, there are a lot of figures like Newt Gingrich who are going on cable TV um, deploring uh, what's going on and, you know, 
kind of implanting the idea that if these people don't come around, uh, they'll be blamed for some catastrophic, you know, death of the Republican Party or something. So, you know, uh, but the death of the Republican Party deserves exactly what's happening to them, because you yeah. know, like, like what they did. You know, if anybody thinks that there's no freaking consequences for passing an unread $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill and draping the fucking Ukrainian flag across the freaking rotunda in the House of Representatives wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, a complete slap in the face of the entire fucking country. I'm sorry. I, and Mitch McConnell's like, well, we had to do it with the support. What, to support fucking Ukraine? Fuck you, asshole. No one wants any of this shit. <laughs> Only you do. Fuck you, cocaine Mitch. Like, Jesus Christ, Yertle, get the fuck off your ass. You, oh, I'm sorry. You're just as fucking corrupt as the rest of them. And that's what's happening today. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the people, and, 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 and if, you, if these people think they're going to, that winning this battle today is going to win them anything other than a little bit of time, like, it's like watching Christine Lagarde at the ECB twisting the wind every freaking day trying to protect both the euro and credit spreads and she can't do really do either in 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 the face of improving u.s economic data whether it's a whether it's a false high or not is irrelevant and everything else is happening in the world like dude give up already you're gonna lose you can't beat the fed (laughs) you can't beat the russians you can't beat the chinese you can't even beat the fucking saudis for christ's sake Give it the fuck up and walk away. You can't do that because because psychopaths and narcissists have, don't back down. They double down. It's this is what mm-hmm. we're dealing with. It is okay, and, you're, and these people will be giving orders up until the day that they're put that they're brought to the freaking firing squad. Did you see the the the, the Tulsi Gabbard um, interview with Tucker Carlson where no. Carlson was talking about Ceausescu? And his wife on the way to the firing squad is like, Tucker Carlson was like, I watched this when it was happening. And this clip of Ceausescu and his wife still giving orders to the men who are about to shoot them. Wait, when they was this? What is couldn't this? Ma- they couldn't fathom the idea that they weren't still in charge. You know, <clears> that's just as solipsism is that complete. That's these people, these people. Unpopular take, unpopular take. That's not not an admirable trait to just be so obsessed with winning right or be a psychopath and be so detached that you just go down swinging i'm just putting that i'm not saying i support them but right i mean there's it's a working. there's a survival there's, no there's a there's a species survival trait in there somewhere obviously or it would have already been weeded out of the population yeah well it's it's done the exact opposite it's risen to the highest levels of power and financial and military control in the world it's done the exact opposite of been weeded out right so it's like, well you know another aspect like, of this is that they're it's like along along the whole path of this uh uproar there's never really been any other credible figure who was going to run against uh uh kevin mccarthy Right. You know, nobody really stood up, and and some of the most likely characters just said, "Well, you know, we're we're not interested in being speaker. We just want to oppose him." So, you know, it wasn't like yeah, a, a nominating convention. You know, it wasn't like the convention that nominated Jack Kennedy against Lyndon Johnson, where they were both candidates and they were vying for some for a prize. You know, right. there wasn't anybody else vying for the prize in this situation. 
I this, agree. A guy so, like Thomas Massey who has seniority yeah. and credibility and everything else this is where guys like mm-hmm. yeah. prove to me that they're not just you know navel gazing fucking libertarian shitbags. Like you either you stand mm-hmm. up and you lead or you don't. This I have this you know if anybody should criticize you know the libertarian movement in this country it's me because I'm like Mr. Fucking Libertarian and I look at this shit and I go well, so what are you doing about it? Nothing. Mm-hmm. You're just doing the same shit you've been doing for the last 25 years. I got news for you. Everybody's tired of you. The hour is late. Sauron's forces are moving and you're still arguing about private roads. What the fuck's wrong with you? Like, well, uh, listen, when you step up and, you lead, that... and this is when you step up and tell you pe- tell people that you have freaking solutions. And Matt Gates assuming has done that, it. Uh, done it. And I think that I, and they deserve a lot of freaking credit. Assuming that this thing is going to end, whether it's on the 14th ballot or the 114th ballot, um, do you suppose that uh, McCarthy is going to really be constrained to do some of the things that these that the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Republican uh, rebellion wants it wants him to do? I, I think that the way this process works and someone and someone can, in the comments or however can correct me if I'm wrong, but in order for McCarthy to secure the votes, if he signs an agreement as to what the rules are going to be in these concessions and they have an actual honest to God signed deal, then he has to abide by it. So mm-hmm. single motion, single uh, motion to vacate, blah, 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 all those things that they asked for that he's already caved on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he has to actually implement And if he doesn't implement them, um, you know, Katie bar the door. There's like half these people aren't even going to show up to fucking Congress. Mm-hmm. And now what do you got? And then they'll become well, a point now, be a, but there won't even be a quorum for him. To actually well, now the question will be, you know, who in the background, where if uh, we get to the point where he is elected speaker, finally. Right. Um, and and a, a, a number of people are actually quite dissatisfied with him. Uh, will there be some movement in the background to replace him, you know, with somebody who really is willing to step forward and not necessarily do it in the center ring with a spotlight on him, you know, uh, uh, which is the case now, you know, it's now it's a kind of desperation hour and, uh, you know, people don't want to do that. But uh, is there going to be some kind of an organized rebellion, you know, uh, in the background when this is over? I certainly hope so. I don't have a good answer. I don't have a good feel for that. But I would think mm-hmm. that if they get 90 percent of the, of the concessions that they wanted while still embarrassing him in the in the in the process, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I think that there's you know, then you finally have what you're talking about. Then you have the possibility of them actually sitting around going, you know, we actually have a lot more power than we think we do. Or that mm-hmm. we have, and they, they can start the process in the committees in the back rooms and dealing. Go look, dudes, he's really weak. And you can smell the blood; he's right there, like two nobodies, like held up frigging Congress for Congress's business for five days. Like, huh? <laughs> what do you say we? What do you say we go to? What do we say we go to war? Like, what do you got to lose? Because if you don't, because the closer we get to the reelection campaign, remember, it's everybody's safe right now. But the presidential campaign starts in four months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Presidential campaigns start up in June of the year before, like the prime. You know, and we don't have a we don't have anybody on the Republican side. That's quote unquote acceptable. So we're going to have the same open field that we had 
in 2020 with the Democrats. There can be 14 nobodies up on stage and one person against Donald and one and one staunch opposition against Donald Trump backed by the regime. Hmm. Yeah, I and don't then, quite see it that way. Hmm. What do you see? Well, I, I think it's pretty obvious that Ron DeSantis is being taken seriously. He appears to be actually ramping up an organization in Florida. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I realize that. But, you know, it's funny. The more I look at this, if DeSantis is getting good advice, he's not actually running for president. Because DeSantis at this point has to realize that like so many smart, like so many smart people, you're going to go to Washington and get chewed up the same way everybody else did. Your power yeah. base is in Florida. You have yeah. real power in Florida. Yeah. Now you should continue finishing the job in Florida. And I'm telling you that in Florida, the mood is very much, we don't want Ron DeSantis going to Washington. Well, he hasn't removed himself from consideration at this point. And that may just simply be, uh, you know, a matter of uh, it gives him more leverage to be considered a presidential candidate than to just take himself out of the race. Right. Um, you know, my thought about the next election would be that uh, whoever gets elected is going to just inherit the the most grotesque economic situation imaginable and the most grotesque political situation. And uh uh, I would I'm, wish that on Kamala Harris, if you want my honest opinion. <laughs> well, that would fit into my uh, kind of ongoing general theory of uh, of what's happening, which is that the federal government becomes increasingly impotent and unable to discharge its obligations mm -hmm. and, and uh, loses power as a result and loses legitimacy. And then in the vacuum of that legit legitimacy, the various uh, regions and states have to seriously consider, you know, autarky. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that's what we're that's where we're headed. And I think that, you know, and I just, you know, my the 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 impassioned plea I make to everybody is to understand that that process is going to happen regardless of mm -hmm. what we want or do not want. The United States is a 50-state compact is too big. I think argument, it's like China's too big. The Rush, you know, Russia's too big to govern. China's too big to govern in its current form. In so many ways, India is too big to govern in its form. And certainly the European Union is too big to govern in its own. I it's would argue that I would argue that everything that's organized at the giant scale is too big to run. Whether right. it's a corporation or Michigan State University or the you know United States yes. government. They're they're all too big. You know, and, Jim, ages ago, I wrote a big I wrote a big article about the about the fallacy of bigness. Mm -hmm. You know that bigness as a concept is the problem. You know, and that yeah. there are very few things in nature that survive as big things. And when and, they uh, when they do come along, like the giant land mammals of uh, the Asian steppes from right. the last geological period, it generally marks the end of uh, the line for them. You know, that's when they go extinct. That's when large organisms and large systems go extinct when they've yeah, exceeded they're, they're, their scale. Because they're, because they're, they're, they're dependent upon a very sophisticated, for lack of a better term, supply chain mm. or ecosystem. Or ecosystem. Well, the ecosystem, but in, in economic terms and, 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 you know, politics is downstream of economics. And in this mm -hmm. case, you know, 
supply chains are the analogy for a sophisticated ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And you know we have a we have a very sophisticated ecosystem of commerce around the world. Globalism is dying, so therefore these big organizations, Russia, the United States, even Canada, for Christ's sake, you know, I mean they're all too big for their own good. And so now the question is, you those things are being torn apart by forces of decentralization. Mm -hmm. They're being torn apart in every in every way. The question is, are you going to allow your home to be the terms of that dissolution to be set by outside factors by outside players trying to save themselves because they think that they can run the table and make and create the ultimate in big thing remember china's not talking about taking over the world the russians aren't talking about change taking over the world the only people talking about taking over the entire fucking world are the neoconservatives and the eurocrats that's it Everybody yeah. else is talking about, hey, like, you know, that's enough. We don't need to do this anymore. Like, they're po- China's in post-imperial in many, I think, in many ways. The Russians are clearly post-imperial. The Brits refuse to give up the idea of being post-imperial. <laughs> and they keep using everybody else as their fucking proxies, those pricks. <laughs> well, the WEF doesn't have an army. <laughs> they, don't have, they don't have a legislature. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they have a legislature in the European yeah. Union. They have an army in the United States. <laughs> well, yeah. th- those are their proxies, but the, the right. WEF itself doesn't have anything. Right. And, right. and 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 it's and that's you know, why they're going to fail. Well, uh, everything that it represents is actually counter to the trend that we're describing, which is decentralization and relocalization right. and downscaling. And, I agree. And, and so it seems to me very improbable that any of the goals of the WEF are even remotely uh, achievable under they any aren't. circumstances. No, I agree, Jim. I completely have always yeah. said this. But that doesn't mean that their solipsism and their narcissism and their psychopathology isn't still going to be. They're going to try and express it as maximally as possible. Yeah. So what you're saying. Rather burn the fucking world down than stop. Okay, so they they, the they simply are intending to cause the world an enormous amount of trouble, right? Like so, it, like it, I said, it, it, we know it, that it, they're it, all going to the Joker from the Dark Knight. We know that they're all going to be in that one building on uh, January twenty fourth. God damn it! Well, just saying, you know, yeah, our podcast just, is so close to getting bigger and becoming successful. People who want to burn then, down the world. You guys were sent from the WEF to fucking spike my growth. Let's go uh, on and, and no. call for. You can violence. always edit this, Tommy. You are no, I'm not that. I'm not a. I'm not a cuck. It goes up. <laughs> we lost Dave today. All right, we're not. We're not backing down. Dave tried to save the union by himself with a couple of Boston barriers. He should honor his sacrifice without his sacrifice. He was shot thirty six times. Dave, thank you for your service. Now you know. Are you going to be pleased, uh, Tommy, when the the news gets out that Dave Collum was shot on the Capitol steps today? And well, that will mean that I'm more press. That will mean that I'm more powerful than I ever thought I was. <laughs> I will be. So, what so kind good. of a narcissistic psychopath are you? I'll fucking take over the world. I'll make Klaus Schwab look like. Oh, a- I figured that out about Tommy the first time I met him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, those guys are hoot, but yeah, yeah, dude, I'm not letting uh, them near my daughter. No, absolutely not, or your goats. Yeah, <laughs> oh, but goats. yeah, you fuck one goat. Like, yeah, yeah, you fuck one goat, and that's all you're known for. I kind of <laughs> think that, and this is it's kind of like a like a, a bullshit take because it requires 
no backing up and it's so grandiose. But I, I really do feel like we're on the edge of almost speciation. We're like becoming a new thing. And I don't mean all of us. I mean, often when one thing takes ahead, everything else dies. But I can only imagine it's like looking at like a all the different types of like pre, like pre-humans, like Cro-Magnons, Neanderthals and Zinjanthropus. Yeah, well, well, we're looking at all these things, and then it's like, well, I mean, who's going to win? Who's going to, you know, control this area? And it's like, all of a sudden, the agricultural revolution starts, or someone stands upright, or they use the opposable thumb, or I feel like we're just on this edge of, I don't know if it's going to be something, quote unquote, smaller, like the development of uh, the printing press, or flight, or, you know, electromagnetic communication, or if it's going to be something entirely different, like the first tadpole walking on land but when it looks like there is no viable path for anything to win and go forward and we're talking about like the bigness right i feel like we're we're not to be some like shitty hallmark card but it's it's the caterpillar building the cocoon well and there's that, a there's there's an alternative to to that uh, uh their holocaust no it's called Fair. a timeout and in this case, it's going to be a timeout from what we've considered to be progress over the last couple of hundred years, uh, namely and especially technological pro- progress. You know, I when I whenever I hear these, uh, you know, uh, um, insane ideas, uh, transhuman ideas coming emanating from the likes of uh, uh, Yuval Harari and WEF, I'm thinking, OK, well, that's an interesting theory, but. How are you going to make that happen if there's no electric grid for you to plug all your shit into? Right. And you've made and you've made energy security so you know so ridiculous. Ten, no, so, I, yeah, I, so ten yeah, there's a there's a that it's 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 a very powerful argument. And you're both saying you're both saying things that are that are really important. Um, one of the things I've been you know the counter argument to that is you know AI is progressing or at least in some ways it's progressing so god so damn quickly that it could get really scary really quick. And we could wind up with an, a completely un, an un, an unsolvable burden uh, that the WEF is actually argue, is actually correct about, which is that there's an unsolvable burden of too many freaking people that don't have jobs, and how are we going to deal with them? They might and not this be is, wrong. I, I, I'm not making their argument for them, sure. but you know, because because it's because it's, it's 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 anti-human, it's disgusting, it's it's all of these things, right? But you know the. You know, there's a cycle. I just saw. Uh, I just posted a meme on my, uh, on my, uh, on my Twitter feed that I got from a, uh, my people the other day. It was, you know, the That's cycle so of AI, right? We research AI, then we perfect AI, then AI perfects itself, then AI gets rid of us, and then the sun burps and takes out AI, and then we worship the sun god, <laughs> right? That's the progression of like, and you know, you think, and this is exactly so. It all comes back to just worship the sun, right? And we go back to worshiping the sun because. The sun, okay. you know, granted us our friggin' freedom from our own, you know, from our, our, our own hubris. Yeah, well, well I would it, imagine two trends happening at the same time. Why doesn't AI be. just build a Faraday cage and survive the burp? Oh, Tommy, the kind of burp that's that's potentially coming with the Fry magnetic it. field as weak as it is right now. Fuck your Faraday cage, dude. Okay. <laughs> But just butt fuck when, your when the cage. ground itself becomes electrified from the ground from underneath and it doesn't matter what's coming from coming from you know at, at, from from the sun now you got to be worried more worried about what comes around the faraday cage and it comes up on, up underneath like so i'm the yeah. 18 year old saying i don't get it i used a condom and it's like bro 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got you. Life finds life finds a way. You know? Life finds a way. I got you. Well, yeah. I don't. I think there's there is something to kind of look at where it's like just acknowledge that like we're already dead, right? And I mean that like you know even the top one percent isn't. If we're talking about like transhumanism and jumping into the next whatever period of of life, be it carbon based or silicon based. I mean, maybe the top five wealthiest, most intelligent people might manage to merge with machine, but we're all done. It's not even Titanic in the lifeboats. There's two lifeboats around the Titanic. Like it's already fucked. And so if you can look at it like that, it almost allows you to look at it a little more um, in a little more of a detached manner. Right. (laughs) You look at like the, you know, you look like right now I'm reading um, Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. And it's like, you know, these like guys coming over from Lithuania and, you know, it's if best case scenario, you're earning 50 cents an hour and they're using the knife to cut the pigs. And it's like if you cut your hand, you're pretty much fucked because you get blood poisoning and they're like smoking cigar or not smoking cigar, smoking cigarettes and drinking. And and they know they're dead. But their logic is, is like there's no they're not surviving. They're they're trying to make a better life for their kids and they're so detached. They're like, I'm not making it past 40. They say the 40 year olds look like 80 year olds. And so they just start to act in a way of like, I'm not surviving. My wife is going to remarry, but how can I make it make the best thing for my wife and kids? And I'm going to go work at this job where I have to be there at 6 a.m. You're Again, you're just boozing and smoking all day. You're probably going to die from blood poisoning. It allows you to be a little more detached. So I think that it's not that we're making the case for the World Economic Forum so much as like none of us are making the cut for the starship or the merging with the machine. So because of that, it kind of allows you to look at our quote unquote kids, the survival of the human race, a little more objectively and a little more detached. And it doesn't again, it's not condoning it because they are anti-human fucks, but it allows you to look at it a little more a little less emotionally. And it's like, are there too many people? Right. And your in your knee jerk reaction is like, uh, like that's genocidal. And I get that, but we're already done. We're going down to Titanic. So let's have an actual rational discussion about which kids are we going to put on the lifeboats? That's the problem. Well, let me just, I don't believe that. Okay. Why not? Why not? I just don't believe that. I believe that technology always solves those problems. I think so, so do I. Yeah, By the way, so do I. But that's their argument. Their argument is that they're it's just mouthless because they, they've got bad math. <laughs> Nothing, everything, all of humanity's problems can be solved with stop applying math badly. It's always energy I density mean, and technology. We always it, make it. No, it, it's, all, it's all the single variable, single factor analysis. Push the, push the, the slider on the Excel spreadsheet all, on one variable to, to Aida and then go, oh my God. Like, yeah, unfortunately, life is a, you know, 60 or 70 different uh, simultaneous set of differential equations to solve. Oh, by the way, you can't do it. Hmm. Like that's the problem. Like, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of wisdom in the Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I, I've always said this, like the minute I, I, the minute I sat down and, and, um, and studied the basics of quantum mechanics and we got down to deriving Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, through the Schrodinger equation and realize that, yeah, we can't even solve for the helium atom. 
the position of momentum of, of two electrons simultaneously in a helium atom, we don't know shit about the universe. And then we start to think about exactly how to, that math itself is a very incomplete and un, and, and, and un, uh, and it's an incomplete language to describe the universe. It's an inadequate language to describe the universe. I guess. And, mm -hmm. and that's, and this is where you have to allow for your own intelligence and your own version of reality that you think you see. You have to always allow for the fact that you're probably Could wrong. Be wrong. Else has a solution to this problem that you can't see. And you have to give, and you have to submit to that, um, that humility. And if you're it. not willing to submit to that humility, you you get yourself a god complex where you're going, yeah, there's too many fucking people. I got you. So yeah, you're going. That's the that's where they're wrong. Tommy. So okay, they, I, I, I got I, you. I got. I'm picking fundamentally. Up what you're like I I came to this conclusion of like at 21, you know, trying to figure out, you know, am I? I was raised Catholic, but I know I never really stuck. Right. Well, some of it stuck, obviously, because but because I can't help that. But you know, there's that. You know, but then ask yourself, well, are you religious? Well, eh, are you spiritual? Eh, yeah. I, no, I'll tell you what I am. I'm just smart enough to know that I don't know a fucking thing about how anything works and the universe is far more interesting than any of us think it is. And we should embrace that as opposed to, you know, trying to control it. Isn't, isn't that, isn't there some quotes like the universe is under no obligation to make sense to you? Exactly. Oh, that's <laughs> it, a great quote. I've never heard that before. It, it's but I always think of that like um, or it's like another thing like, you know, fiction has to make sense. Like reality is under no such constraints. Like yeah. we look at things and we're like, how's Batman going to win? And it's like, well, we're <laughs> using our rational mind versus right. if you wrote out and like the is, human. This is also part of the, And this is also part of the problem of what we do, what Jim, what Jim does, what I do, what you do. And what, and what Dave did. Presumably 90 percent of you are the guests <laughs> on your podcast, which is trying to make sense of and trying to create stories. Yeah, that yeah, it's we can then and narratives when there aren't really narratives there. And well, here's here's a, here's a narrative. Here's What's a narrative that? that's not it's not inconsistent. I don't think with what uh, Tom Luongo is saying, but I think it uh, is different from what you expressed a few minutes ago. The idea that there's some kind of opposition between the population situation and and uh, uh, what. Uh, people will do if uh, AI takes over all of the useful occupations in the world, okay? And, and I, I think what, what is actually gonna happen is simply this. First of all, the human lifespan implies that there's gonna be natural attrition one way or another to the mm -hmm. population could because you know the a generation at best will last about 80 years and uh you know and some some generations do better than other generations and sometimes they do really poorly mm -hmm. and we're you know we're encountering a situation where they may do there may be more than one generation maybe all the generations now living will do poorly in that period of time you know the 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 winter of the fourth turning or whatever we want to call it right so then the question is, uh, you know, uh, w will there be anything useful for people to do? And I, I think that what exactly what will happen is that there will be, on the one hand, the population will fall probably pretty severely from the usual suspects, you know, starvation, famine, war, pestilence, etc. Um, but at the same time, uh, positions, a lot of positions are, uh, are going to open for people to make themselves useful because I think that uh, we're going to see attrition in technology as well. 
and uh, especially in you know in, in energy and and in uh, one of the products of of energy, which is electric power. Right. And so you know, the bottom line for me is that you know basically whatever number of people are going to be left are going to be essentially preoccupied with uh, food production and the activities that support it. And that means, you know, there's going to now, now we're going to go right back to needing more people because the technology is not going to be there to, you know, to support the supply chains for the, this, this weird version of the future where we all have to eat bugs and, and eat fake meat. Yeah. And, you know, but we're not going to get a whole lot of more people in a, a, the kind of economy I'm describing, which is not, you know, we have lived through this 200, well, we haven't lived through it all. We've lived through a large portion of this 250 year period of, a turbo industrial economy that produces immense amounts of wealth and mm -hmm. and capital you know uh, one of the problems associated with that is that the uh, the capital that we did produce is subject to uh deteriorating yeah well and everything everything is beaten the 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 depreciation curve or in um in uh in 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 metallurgy, trying to beat the T naught curve, which is the 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 eutectic between liquid and solid, or like we're doing a phase change. You're always trying to beat the T naught curve in order to 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 create a new and an, an interesting crystal structure, or at the very least, to maintain the state that you're currently in. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, just flashing back to my days as a um, uh, when I was taught, when, I, when I did this 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 stuff for a living, and I, I I can see this from a multiple from multiple different ways. And you can't beat the physics. You can't beat you know. You can't beat any of this stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, but that doesn't mean that it's like everything else with, as you were saying, Jim, the, 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 the way to put this, another way to put it is that with every stressor, that new stressor that comes, it creates a new opportunity for something else mm -hmm. and a new, and, and this is where, again, people like Harari and, and others who have this Malthusian single variable thing. And they said, well, this is the dominant variable and everything else doesn't matter. Like, really? Have you really gone through and like look through at all the potential variables that that um, that you know bear on your particular experiment or your particular system? Do you really think you have them all mapped out? Do you really think you have you know growth functions for those things? And do you really think you've done that math? Because I can tell you right now, dude, you haven't. Especially a guy like Harari, he's like the ultimate version of the overeducated fucking midwit. <laughs> like seriously the guy's not even all that fucking smart he's the worst kind of smart you remember the line from 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 when harry met sally well you're the worst kind you're high maintenance but you think you're low maintenance well this guy's the worst kind of intellectual he thinks he's smart but he's actually a moron he's not smart <laughs> enough to know he's not smart like that's right the... he's not smart enough to know that he's not a smart guy that's the realization when you've when you've read enough mm -hmm. learned enough and you go, oh, I have no idea what this whole thing is. This system is so much greater than my grasping. That's and the actually, sort. And, the, and, and dude, it's like this is the part that drives me nuts with these fucking people. It's like when you that shouldn't like scare you. That should make you go, dude, magic. There's so much it's more. Maybe fucking real. I get to still be a kid when I get older. Like, I uh, but it, no, but it is sixty-five and still be an overgrown manly, and but still like they deal with all of my with all of my. Uh, with my adult responsibilities i get to i get to i get to be both things at the same time you still get to be that's a cool world the, yeah you still get to be in awe at the magic and potential yes. of the universe you're like who knows what's next like who fucking knows like if we're on the edge of the next germ theory 
or you know discovering the atomic structure or finding out that the earth isn't flat like we could be right on the edge of that. That <laughs> we could be right on the edge of that, where your entire world shifts and you enter a new age. But we're kind of just in this mindset of like, wasn't there that quote in like 1901? It's like the only thing left to do is fine tune measurements because we figured out all of science. Yeah, we figured everything out. Me- meanwhile, these assholes were dying at like 40 and walking around in three piece suits and Model Ts. Like we've we'll never need end. more than 640k of RAM. Yeah, and it's. Yeah. But nonetheless, we still are kind of at this point where like, well, we think about how certain you have to be in your understanding of the universe to then justify like killing off the majority of the population. Like you have to be so concrete, like you don't jump out of a plane unless you're certain the parachute. They're like it. The science is settled. We got to wipe out everyone like that's a. You're pretty confident, man. And yeah, we call those people villains. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what that's who that's who what the fuck Thanos was. Yeah. Like, bring this shit up all the time. Like Thanos was wrong. And really all those fucking Marvel movies were doing was to try and justify and make him human. That's what's that's what's that's the, that's the this disgusting part about all this. And like the millennials all lapped it up. I'm like, fuck's wrong with you? Hmm. Like that guy is a, that, that guy's a jackass. Like, this is all you got? This is the best story you could have told? This is the great story of all time. Well, yeah, okay, but were you... And then, even better than that, what did you learn from this lesson? Oh, that we can go back in time and beat him? What? How about, no, you fucked up because you sat on your asses watching stupid fucking movies and not actually getting the fucking lessons before we got to Thanos. What's the, what's the what do you think is a lesson for the people of the USA at this moment in the especially in this this part of the COVID nineteen story and vaccine story? Don't believe anything anyone over thirty fucking tells you. We're right back to the right back to the nineteen seventy. Don't trust anybody over thirty. <laughs> like I'm back to I'm I'm now flashing back to Charlton Heston and the Planet of the Apes. Like you know. Lucius, don't doesn't trust it, anybody over 30. Doesn't it, <laughs> doesn't it amaze you? Doesn't doesn't the just the sheer weight and amount of dishonesty just blow your mind? It does. No, I, I it does and it doesn't. Like every time I think I've like figured out just how evil and disgusting these people are, they still mm-hmm. like they still surprise me. Yeah. And I guess that makes again, I guess that makes me a Pollyanna. I, I, I go on one of my one of my patrons actually is is honestly accusing me of being a glass half full, too half full. And he's just honestly going through it. And I don't begrudge him that perspective. It's actually fair. It's actually fair criticism. Like, and I'll tell you right now, like I have to, I, I've got to believe that we're going to like that as a, as a people, we're going to like, look at this eventually, eventually wake up, even if the hour is really late, but eventually, you know, you know, even Gollum's going to do the right thing. in the end. Yeah. Right. But even if he does it for the wrong reasons, I don't give a yeah. shit. I don't need it to be the right reasons. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm. I talk about it all the time. All the all. I talk about that all the time, as well. Is I. I have to. I have to look at it optimistically, because I'll blow my fucking head off if I don't. What's so the like point? it? It's not. It's. It's. It's a very selfish reason, but I have to look at it optimistically. But I'm gonna yeah, go dark for a second. I gotta take this phone call from my wife. Yeah, you're good. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why it can't get better. I guess. 
I don't know. When I think about how, like, sometimes I, you know, I, th- I think I have such a good grasp on the world. And then mm-hmm. I've, I realize just how incompetent I am. I try to apply that to, like, the people we think are in charge. Like, we think there's just a group of people that are pulling all the strings. They've got all the answers. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, they still put their pants on backwards by accident. Sure. I think that that leaves wiggle room that leaves wiggle room and like the, the explanation. Uh, I think in our minds, we have to let it work out. And again, if you, you know, it's something like tic-tac-toe where you can see all the variables and you know, you're not going to win. So you never win. But when it is something so complex, like even if it seems unrelated, like Davos can't win. Why? Because like, we still don't know what dark energy is regardless of what it is. What it means is there's still a lotto ticket you haven't scratched off. And so when we don't know what like 93% of the universe is to me, that still means, well, like why, why that's nine, that's still 93% of like all options that we haven't even looked at yet. <laughs> so like, why can't it work? It's a, it's a good metaphor, Tommy. Unfortunately, dark energy is just bullshit. And that admit, and that we can account for a night that all that mass, we just refuse to, but the dominant science refuses to accept that it's a magnetic uh, electric universe. Oh, all right. That's well, that's, that's part of, but that's but that's a different. That's a different, well, all right. Well, never mind. Then we're fucked. But it's still a nice, me- but it's still a nice metaphor. I don't mean to, I, but you're because you're absolutely right in the in in the in the sentiment. The sentiment is absolutely correct. But so, yeah, like you know when you're like watching like a movie or something, and it's like it seems like it's over, but but you're watching it on like your phone. You're not in a movie theater, and you look at your phone and you look at it, and like the scroller is only like three quarters of the way through, and you're like. There's still 25% of the movie. Like something clearly is happening. It's not like you're at the last millimeter of the, the video bar and the credits right. are about to roll. You're like, oh, I guess the bad guys won. It's when you look at it and you're like, we're not, we're not finished. Something's about something's still gonna happen. I guess that's how I look at it. Is like there still seems to be so many options. Like nothing ever ends. Yeah. Right? I mean history doesn't end. Like this is the this is this is the thing that's that's that remember, what's the the core of Marxism, Marxism and the dialectic, right, is that history is already written, that they've already figured everything out, mm-hmm. and we're just playing everything out, and that so everybody's on everybody's on autopilot, just at the end of capitalism, the end of this, the end of history, and auto history is written. It's in the dialectic, and I'm like really, okay, like and then I go back to Watchmen, and I think Doctor Manhattan, nothing and, ends, Adrian, oh, no, nothing, nothing ever ends, ends. Adrian, like. And Nothing we just ever keep going ends. on. And it's yeah. the next cycle, and um, and things are always tremendously surprising, you yes. know. For someone like me, who li- you know, I was a college student during the heart of the hippie revolution. Uh, you know, I, I was in college from 1966 to 71, five-year awesome. plan, and um, uh, everything that uh, people on the left uh, believed in then is now diametrically the the opposite of what the le- left believes in now. You know, especially things like personal liberty, that's uh, free speech, like, you know, why all can't of the, we... supporting supporting the the status quo, uh, supporting police uh, state tyranny. You know, these are things that the left is now wholeheartedly in favor of. And it would have been inconceivable in 1968 for, you know, for to imagine the left being in favor of those things. But, you know, his, history in that sense has flipped completely in my lifetime and uh, produced the strangest outcome. So I guess, Tom, 
you know, this is basically consistent with your idea that the universe is stranger than we can imagine. Yeah. And history is stranger than we can imagine. People, you know, people step forward into these roles. And, uh, you know, another thing that's really uh, characteristic of our time is that uh, we're in this tremendous and amazing vacuum of leadership. Yes. And it, it comes out of a culture that is unable to form a coherent consensus about anything. Uh, and then what happens, of course, is that, uh, you know, a figure comes forward and is actually able to make that consensus uh, gel or, or, you know, go through a phase change to solidify very quickly. And, yep. you know, you, you get a situation like the French Revolution, you know, where you're going from uh, the Jacobins in one moment uh, into a period of drift, you know, between 1894 and, and the late 90s. And, uh, you know, along comes this uh, fairly unassuming artillery officer from Corsica, mm -hmm. you know, who puts down a mob in Paris uh, with uh, a couple of cannons and some grape shot. And the next thing you know, everybody is turning to him and saying, he's the guy. He's the guy. And, and what kind of a guy is he? Well, turns out he's a monarch. Mm. You know, nobody knows it yet. Nobody knows yet that he's an emperor. But, you know, at the tail end of the French Revolution, which is fought for, you know, democracy, equality, fraternity and and all that, you know, what do you get? You get an emperor and everybody's really happy with it. Why? Because it's, you know, they've now got a solid consensus about reality and and they've got some sense of uh, security and, um, you know, that they're living in a stable society for a change. Yep. So I think people in America are going to get they're all I think. And a huge number of people are already sick and tired of of simply of this amazing cultural instability and having idiotic, absurd propositions thrown in your face, like the idea that there's anything good about a drag queen story hour. You know, I mean, basically so that men can get pregnant or any of this other yeah. stuff. Like, I mean, like what you're basically seeing is a, a demonstration of, of mental illness. Yes. And everybody knows that it's mental illness. Nobody's being fooled about it. And uh, but nobody's allowed to say it mm -hmm. uh, because the consensus is so fractured that you're going to be punished, possibly, if you say it. But, you know, sooner or later, the consensus is going to re reform and we'll be able to identify stuff like that for what it is. And, uh, you know, then we'll go forward and we'll, we'll discover some things like, uh, oh, um, you know, we're going to have to. We're, we're going to have to produce food different ways. We're going to have to do commerce differently than we've done it. A lot of these institutions that we take to be uh, uh, part of the, you know, the pantheon of American icons, they're going to be dethroned, you know, mm -hmm. just because Walmart's been with us for 30 years or whatever it is, doesn't mean that it's a permanent installation in the human condition. And, uh, you know, it'll go away and everything like it and everything on the same scale as it. You know, even Amazon is going to go away. Um, my thought about Amazon is pretty simple. Is, and, and I've had the, the same thought for a number of years, which is simply that, you know, without a viable trucking industry, there's no uh, there's no Amazon. Right. You know, and and, and the truck, trucking industry happens to be a very fragile system at the moment right. and right. has been for a while and is cruising for a bruising. I agree. Uh, it's really fascinating. While 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 I've been sitting here listening to Jim and, and Jim, that was fantastic. I really uh, I, I couldn't have said it better. Um, it's interesting, actually, when you think about this. And you know, poor Dave, that he's dead 
you know, bleeding out on the capital Rest in staff. peace. But because Dave. of that, we actually have balance <laughs> in this, in that we don't have an overrepresentation of the older generation. Uh -huh. We have a millennial, we have high Gen X, myself, and we have, uh -huh. and we have Mr. Boomer, Mr. Boomer. But Mr. interestingly Boomer. enough, how we've all come full circle and, and, and into a different and, and you know, come to a lot of the same conclusions about things, just seeing things from slightly different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And so I find that, you know, and that's, again, one of these things where we're going to have to, you know, I make fun of millennials all the time and make fun of boomers all the time. But at the same time, I'm also ho hoping that everybody comes to that realization that we do need a new consensus that is something, you know, constructive as opposed to destructive. And, mm -hmm. and to, to just, yes, call it out. That's mental illness. And that's a great, that's, that's, that's exactly the way I say it, which is that it is mental illness. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like your need for therapy is not my problem. It's your problem. <laughs> and, you know, if I had, if I had investment advice for anybody other than gold, goats and guns right now, it would be, oh, I, I would buy, you know, I, I would definitely buy a, into a, a SPAC or a, a, a new IPO and, and, uh, in, in, in uh psycho in psychotherapy like you know like a psychotherapy collective that decided to go public because like, because we we desperately need that and we definitely desperately need need good ones right yeah. um and psycho psychotherapy is in a, a very shocking and surprising new state of low disrepute right you know it, it's almost impossible to find uh a head shrinker that will even talk to you because all they want to do is medicate you and the the uh, at the low end of it in the social services and the the you know the the hospital MHUs and places like that they simply don't offer anything anymore, yeah. you know they they don't want they don't want to talk to people who are disturbed they don't want to really help. Well, here's a here's an interesting thing I I think about it right. Go look at <laughs> excuse me look at the rise of life coaching look at the rise of of what you're seeing on the internet go go to youtube and see what youtube's real value is at this point it's in some, it it's in some form of therapy or another yeah it's everywhere and 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 you know be it i mean it's everywhere it's people trying desperately to make sense of what's going on and that stuff and then on top of that then you go look at things like the primitive skills channels that have got millions of viewers of guys out in the vietnamese jungle just you know making charcoal and you know sluiceways and you know and like you know and you know and and cabins and shit and you're like yeah this is like there's this desperate need for authenticity for a return to something constructive for a return to reality for a return to you know some level of 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 uh of authenticity is really the best word for it and you know the fake culture is rapidly you know just eating itself and um what's it what and what's interesting is uh, during during this entire conversation this afternoon while we were talking about oh well you know things are getting bad and things are terrible and yeah we're all fucked and you know it's all we're all as tommy was saying earlier we're all dead well you know got news for you the russians have already gone through this as a society the people who went through that that period in the 1990s are now the people taking political power today or moving into positions of political power and, to, and economic power in Russia today, right? That hard generation. It's a different cycle that they have than we have here in the United States, but they're in that mode right now. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, it's, you know, and I think many of us here in the U.S. and in the West sense that. And are actually looking at that going, yeah. And it makes sense why, why so many people in the United States find Putin 
you know, the, the, the dissidents in the United States, the, the early adopters of the new constructive uh, reality are so interested and fascinated by Putin. And it's not because he's abjectly brilliant about everything or hasn't made mistakes or this, that, or anything else, or is even the man he portrays himself to be, right? You can make all those arguments about Putin, but you can also make the argument that he is just doing exactly what is demanded of him by the, you know, uh, by the, uh, by the new consensus that has now forming in Russia. And he better end having, I was t- chatting with uh, Daniel Osterlin the other day. I was on his show and it hasn't come out yet, but he was reminding me that like the Russian state doesn't really have the backing of the people in the way that we might think. Like the Russian state, very, very low. Their approval of Putin, fine. Their approval of the state, no, because there's still a dichotomy between how it, it um, there's still a divide between how, how they view the, function, the, the functioning of their state and the man, you know, trying to, you know, protect them at the uh, at, at the top of the of, of the of the dysfunctional pyramid. And well, Putin we don't even has, have that guy right now. Putin has eye. one. Putin has one virtue that is lacking everywhere else in the world right now, which is he's the one political figure who really appears to mean what he says and say what he means. Right. And nobody else does. Uh, it's a very simple thing, but it's a very powerful thing. It is. It's a very powerful thing. I think Victor Orban has that that same uh, that same gravitas in Italy. Uh, sorry, in Hungary. And I think that George Maloney, if she you know, she's in a much more tenuous situation than either of those two men mm-hmm. uh, in Italy. I think she has the opportunity to rise to that oppor- that rise to that state. Uh, in Italy. And if she does, then it's going to be you know, very interesting going forward. I'm, I'm running up against my time where I'm going to have to run, guys. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I love this I conversation. I hate, I'd hate to, I hate to cut it off or anything. I'm I do want to say, one of these soon. I do want to say, I think that uh, that is exactly the same quality that Ron DeSantis is, is exhibiting. And it's one yeah. of the reasons that people are so drawn to him. Yeah, I agree. And I, I just think that I just don't want Ron to peak too early into the mm-hmm. and into the wrong role is yeah and that's a and that's a very difficult thing to do and we're going to watch yeah. to see whether or not his ego is you know capable of 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 uh of, of keeping it in his pants and there are other there are actually some other figures out there who could uh, you know make make a run i don't think that the republican uh bench is as, as bad as quite as bad as you say you know i well, think no, that I, uh I, maybe not I, i'm hoping that somebody you know Right. One of the I, when I was talking to Alexander McCurris about um, the the plight of the UK and Oliver Cromwell, and I kept saying for a while, I, one of my talking points was, "You guys need a, an Oliver Cromwell moment." And Alex reminded me, "Oh, by the way, Oliver Cromwell was nobody before he became Oliver Cromwell." Mm-hmm. And so, is there somebody going to going to step up? Are we going to find? Or is that going to happen? I'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, the universe is far more interesting. And when people when, pe- when people and systems are put under the kinds of pressure that they're under right now, that's when catastrophic mutations occur, and that's when really interesting shit happens. Two 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 very quick points. One, a quote from Doctor Vince Houghton, uh, who I've had on here before. He wrote the book Nuking the Moon. You know, he said necessity is the mother of invention, but desperation is the drunk uncle who calls you on your birthday and asks you for five bucks. <laughs> I think that's what we're gonna see. Is we're gonna see something wild come out of it. And also, in terms of the universe not making sense, uh, two days ago or three days ago, I interviewed Judith Ferry Baker. She's 79. She dated Lee Harvey Oswald. And 
she's on yeah she's on twitter and and, uh she asked me why i wasn't i said i haven't been restored yet i've been banned but everyone else has been restored and so she tweeted uh you know she's she's been tweeting like please get tommy kerrigan back on twitter but in terms of the universe not needing to make sense to you four days into the new year lee harvey oswald's ex-girlfriend is out campaigning for me to be back on twitter the universe is under no obligation to make any sense. <laughs> it is un- under no really? obligation to make oh, any fucking sense. So that's kind of how I look at it is like, dude, that was four days into the new year. Oh, we got 361 or 359 left. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making any definitive takes. So yeah, mm-hmm. and I, and I fully expect Dave um, column to uh, rise from the dead. Uh, <laughs> Me too. And um, off the cap, off the capital steps, you'll get, you know, technology is is, is amazing. incredible. You know, anything can happen. Like you know, so we have the and when technology. He does, um, you know, it'll be great to to, 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 to do it ask again. Dave, what the afterlife is like. Yeah, poor Dave. Yeah, and we can get him on with Demar Hamill, who's you know apparently also coming back a little bit. Yep. We had. DeMar All right, guys. Hamill. I got to run. All right. All right. Bye. Tom Blanco, James Kunstler, uh, RP Div Column. Uh, much love, everybody. Take care. Thank you so much.